Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. gentlemen welcome back to the dwi podcast my name is bc tunny i am your content creating commissioner and i am joined as always by the other half of the world's greatest tag team never it's him it is him you know him as an architect he's also a scientist that's dpp a winner a winner is you as well in addition to i i'm always a winner baby all right well whatever whatever whatever, whatever i'll be sleep at night <laughs> I tell you, I have some troubles. <laughs> oh, man. And the man with his already head held in disdain and ashamed and things of that nature. He's funky and fresh. He's the phenomenal AJ Belaz. How the hell are you, AJ? Happy Friday. I'm doing good. P- pretty good week, uh, if I uh, say so myself. How about you guys? Yeah, fair to Midland. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of Midland, I, I, go ahead. Yeah, say I took a drive up to the old Wisconsin Dells this week too. Oh, how did that go? Yeah, it was the Dillonator's birthday. It was kind of nice. We decided to take a little, just a oh. short little road trip, just to get out of the house and 
It's funny that JR mentioned the Dippin' Dots because apparently that's huge in Wisconsin Dells. There's a Dippin' Dots machine there, like a soda machine, for God's sakes. You know, wow. it's funny that you mentioned the Dippin' Dots because someone on Twitter today said, Good morning, who's keeping Dippin' Dots ice cream in business? And wow. I quoted that tweet. I quoted that tweet at JR's BBQ and quoted it, dot, 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 stay away from the Dippin' Dots. (laughs) And guess who liked it? Good old JR himself. So thank you, JR. Appreciate the love on the Twitter today. And, you know, we we always got you in our thoughts at the beginning of the show. So that that, great job, DP. You didn't even know that happened, and you just kind of ran that right out there for me. Beautiful segue. Love love it. Stay away from the Dippin' Dots. Shout out to JR doing a solid job on AEW. Speaking of things we're going to talk about, let's get right into it, DP. Let's let everybody know what's happening this week. On I don't know, this is this is almost the six-year anniversary of DWI, yeah. episode 245, six years ago, this weekend-ish. Uh, we, we started it all, so uh, let's... Hey, guys, let's have a good episode 285 and let everybody know what's happening this week on the show. It's 245, but here we go. Well, well we're waiting. Well, that's the the 245th sheet. Well, well, as they as they say, uh, a chair shot radio adds about 40 episodes. It's true. Does does feel a lot bigger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You could add you could add a number of episodes. I think there's more than that. Actually, that was uh, wow. that was it. The time right before we took over and started the initial beginning podcast that was chair shot radio and it was me dp and christopher Platt. we were still doing episodes for dwi and those all count in that 245 but at that time like right before we started that and right after we took that over for a good i don't know was it eight months almost um six months we were doing more than one a week we were doing at least one interview a month more than likely than not two we were doing a lot of interviews back then um just became life got busier and the more you keep going the less sometimes you want to talk to people you don't know but i do encourage you guys podcasting out there if you have the time and you can make the connection and it's not super difficult to do there's a lot of really good talent that make themselves available to you um with interviews we've just been lucky enough to you know be able to talk to some of the bigger stars from some of the bigger places going on speaking of thunder rosa we've got a chance to talk to her three or four times so you know not to toot our own horn but yeah there was it was going hot and heavy, more than the one a week that you're witnessing right now. So, But that's a shout-out to the Chairshot.com and the Chairshot Radio Network, which has grown immensely, not just with sports, not just with entertainment, but even more sports entertainment podcasting as well. So make sure you go check that out. Um, we're going to talk, talk Thunder Rosa this week. We're going to talk, is Triple H overrated? We got DWI Blame It on the Alcohol Fantasy Football Standings update after week one. Who got zero points, who got three points, and who just got that single point landed right in the middle. We also have uh, Funky Fresh Trivia and a last call called What You Watching, What You Playing. DP, ring the bell. I won't apologize. It was a tangent there, and I'm not even sure it, it was even tangent adjacent. It was probably full out tangent, and I'm not really sure what direction I meant to take that in there. But I thought I brought it back to the podcast, so I apologize for di- excluding you guys from that part of the show. But I kind of went off on a tangent and didn't know how else to bring it back. It, it worked. Did a, you did a good job. 
if anybody remembers what we were talking about before the tangent wanted to comment on it, speak now or forever hold your pee. Dippin' Dots. Oh, the Dippin' Dots, yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's what happens. All right, gentlemen, is Triple H overrated, yes or no? What are your answers? Is this the your opinion man thing? This feels like a your opinion man. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Is Triple H underrated, yes or no? Oh. Uh, underrated? Underrated? No. He's not underrated. No. He's not overrated. Okay. AJ? He, he's not underrated, no. Is, is Triple H overrated? Is it a stronger? Okay, so he's not. Both of you say no. He's not underrated, correct? No, he's correct. he's not underrated. Do you both say no? He's not overrated either. I do. He's not overrated. I'm gonna agree with that. He's not overrated either. Which do you feel more strongly? Do you feel more strongly that he's not overrated or that he's not underrated? Which way would you say he is more? In your opinion, if he's <laughs> I, on that I, scale, I would say he's so not. The, the best, he, he's the best response underrated. I got to this poll. But which way on it? I mean, someone. The first reply I got to this one is Triple H is properly rated, and that was from Oh Hey It's Derek on the Twitter. I like that. That was. I think some people feel that way. So, do you think you know? Does you know? You lean left or right politically, or you're right down the middle? Is Triple H right down the middle rated properly in your mind as far as fans go is he slightly underrated slightly overrated but yet still properly rated because both of you feel that he's neither over nor underrated i would lean towards that on the scale he is slightly towards the overrated side that's where i would go okay aj i'm gonna agree with dp on that one where it's He's on the more overrated scale because literally handed the first world heavyweight championship and held that for like God knows how long and held it for like 13, 14 times. But I would say he's in the middle, but leaning more towards the overrated side. Now, see, I'm on the other side of it. I, I am I am just into the full out camp of he is underrated. Okay. As far as being rated goes, with with oh, with right on the border of just being correctly rated on the underrated side. You see where I'm landing here on the scale. Mm-hmm. So, and this question came up to me because I love The Simpsons and I'll always watch The Simpsons, and I'll probably fall asleep watching The Simpsons tonight. But one particular evening, I decided not to watch The Simpsons as to when I was falling asleep, and turned on a WWE pay per view. Scrolled through until it stopped, and it landed in 1999. No Mercy, I believe it. I believe it was. It was the uh, Hell in a Cell six-man match where Rikishi takes the bump onto the truck. I did it for the rock. And I'm thinking, like, that whole prior time and then a whole rest of the time afterwards, all the way until pretty much 2014, Triple H was, like, the guy in WWE. (laughs) He battled with everybody and everybody he battled he had a good match with and he had a good feud with i mean first it was the rock and austin and then kurt angle and the undertaker and you can go mcfoley and on and on right into edge and cena and everybody else all up and down the way so that's why i feel he's a little underrated that's where that question came from let's see we got 37 votes 59 percent say no he's not underrated 41 percent say yes he is underrated so 
that's where this question and this topic came. From. Uh, any thoughts on what I, how I feel about it, and and then what what do you what's your favorite time of his? I mean, was it that early two thousands, you know, late nineties, just after DX? Was it after that? Was it Evolution? Was it after Evolution when he was on his own again and and mostly a face at that point because you couldn't he wasn't going to get booed no matter what. Yeah, he's. I, I kind of say he's a little overrated just for the fact that he's. You know, he's like one of the. He's the guy like you could put in with any type of match. You know, any type of guy, and you're going to get a good match. Like, I, I don't even know how to compare him to, but like, he was never the guy that was. At least from my opinion, he was always like the secondary guy. Almost like he was always in there, but like, he was never like the biggest star that was there because The Rock was there, or that Stone Cold was there, or. Uh, uh, John Cena was there, and it was like he was never necessarily the guy, but was always in the position of holding the title or, you know, being the the big main heel or whatever. And what I liked about him is that he could always he he was a great talker, and he could he was like the ultimate heel, right? For the most part, I mean, there was a time when he was the babyface, but I think he was definitely a lot better when he was a heel, and it it's hard to. <sighs> Like he was always, the, he was always the one that gets put into the into the limelight. Like when you know Sting made the comeback, and you know it was that was the big thing. Was like Triple H. Was it really Triple H the right guy for that? Like it feels like it should have been Taker or something. But I always feel like he got thrown into those big ones or pushed himself into those big ones when maybe he wasn't the right guy for it or anything. That's kind of why I think he's. I lean towards a little bit of the overrated side, um, even though like he is like one of the best out there, but I always feel like he was better in the support role of the, you know, the secondary star almost. You put it this way though, with the sting thing specifically, I feel like they thought sting had a little bit more longevity in him than he did. Now, granted he did have that one, you know, freak mistake with the power bomb into the turnbuckle with Seth Rollins. Like stings legacy should have ended in WWE with, him versus Undertaker, and I'm sure they had that planned until that happened, but not start, if especially if you, they were going to get more out of him. And if you're going to start with anybody, why not at least start by making him look good in the ring as possible, and Triple H is the guy to do that with right. at that time. Yeah, I always thought Triple H is, the, is just the guy that you could put anybody in there with, and he's going to produce a really great match for you. You know, that's, that's the thing, is Triple H was that good about doing those kind of things, is you could put him in that in any match, and he could give you a, a good quality match anytime. Yeah, and then for me, going agreeing with DP with the whole he's more a slightly overrated side is because, as everyone knows, when WCW closed shop, Andrew and I really didn't watch that much wrestling, and then when we got back into it, we started backtracking and watching more. And every time that I'm watching more and more of like the 2002, 3, Evolution and all that, Triple H never, correction, Triple H always had gold on him. Like you never saw him without a championship, whether it was the World, the WWE, or even the random stints as tag team with Sean and and whatnot, but it, it... 
that's the only reason why people will say he's overrated because it was like, oh, he had the championship for like 200 days. Just take it off of him. Oh, he should have lost it to Booker at 19. Oh, wow. Of course he lost it to Shawn Michaels at, at Survivor Series or SummerSlam in the Elimination Chamber. But he's the right person for a match if it's like when in doubt, put in Hunter. Like he's the guy that is like you will have a good match with him. Regardless of what some critics that do stars say, he's the right man to put into the job. He's the right man to put someone over or the right person to put into a story. The whole Sting thing, granted, yeah, it was Triple H versus Sting. It was more WWE versus WCW because they had to throw in DX and the NWO. But he was good in that role. He was good with Batista's last yeah, but match every everybody that's dp and i's age and older than that absolutely loved the fact and didn't care really that it didn't look great but it was okay that it was dx and nwo like no, we appre- like and i'm not saying i'm not saying you didn't like it and i'm not saying you didn't appreciate it but uh, uh, there's an older fan base than mm-hmm. yours that appreciates that so much more because we were a lot older than you were yeah, like if you ask anyone my age, where it's like, yeah, hey, did you like uh, WWF when it was back to call, uh, uh, being called that, or did you like WCW? And then they'll look at you and it's like, what the fuck was WCW? Most twenty-four-year-olds will not know what the fuck WCW was because they were five when it closed shop. That being said, again, it. Triple H is the guy that you put in because you know he's reliable, he's dependent, he can do things. Even if he's a talking piece, like going as recent as the uh, Pat McAfee-Adam Cole feud, he went on Get Up on ESPN and he was like, all right, Pat wants to be in the limelight, how about he uh, puts his money where his mouth is and he decides to go ahead and face Adam Cole at TakeOver. And that was a fucking good match. I think we can all agree on that. That was actually a good match for Pat not wrestling a real match at all. So if it wasn't for Triple H kind of pushing him forward, it's like, do this. We probably wouldn't have had that match. Pat McAfee wouldn't have said something like, I thought Triple H was my friend, but now I got to prove something because he kind of took a jab at me. So Triple H is the right guy to just push something, put into a feud, put into a story because he knows how to work the mic. Let's put it to you this way. In my opinion, there's three things that that he's underrated with, and that's his involvement with the success of NXT, and therefore more, you know, fire being lit under the main roster as well. We talk about for how long it doesn't really happen anymore, but how long was NXT on Saturday and the main roster show is on Sunday and we're like, well, Looks like main roster's going to have to be busting their ass big time this weekend with a little incentive from what always happened for such a period of time on NXT's uh, takeovers on Saturday night was how are they going to top that? How are they going to top that, right? Into the storylines that people like the most are generally right now, everybody thinks NXT is probably the best product out there. That's not my opinion, man, but that looks like a large majority of people that aren't total AEW smarks, you know? The show's decent. Get over yourself. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, we'll get to AEW shortly. That's one. Two, his transition. The transition he took from being Triple H with the long hair and everything else into the corporate WWE guy that he is right now and the ability he has to go out and 
do things for WWE with ESPN and other corporate partners like that and actually fit the bill, right, for what WWE has generally looked like from a head position, right? It, it was never the long-haired wrestler guy up there. It was always Vince and some of his closest associates. So now Triple H can also play that role, right? Somebody who was a wrestler is also able to transition. But then at the same time, while making that transition, still come over as Triple H out in the audience, right? And then lastly is you think about back with The Rock and Stone Cold and uh, Kurt Angle and The Undertaker and back in the late 90s, early 2000s, it was Triple H was the only guy who maintained pretty much heel status the entire time. I mean, Undertaker was back and forth. Maybe you could say Kane. Foley flipped at the end, right? And I know I know Triple H could go back and be kind of nice, but it was always just to be even more mean at the end. And I think his ability to be the best heel in the greatest time of professional wrestling in my period, in my opinion, is why he's underrated. So if we are counting his non-wrestling and his NXT and his transition and all that, then I might change my opinion to a little more underrated because of everything that he's done outside of the ring. Um, I was looking at it just in, specifically into his his in-ring career initially. So, and And see, that's a funny thing is because you probably – let's talk about what's the percentage of people who hear that question – and just think about him as that, or what's the percentage of people that also automatically include what's going on afterwards, right? Right, because that makes a big difference, I think. Because, I mean, obviously, like, you look at the, the state of the business with NXT and everything that's happened when he's t- since he's taken over is insanely, incredibly awesome and has revolutionized the business, I think, to a, to a sense. You know, like like you said, it's probably the best, you know, brand that they have going in wrestling not just wwe but in wrestling so what he's done outside of the ring as far as transitioning and making nxt what it is absolutely underrated because he is amazing at, at doing the corporate side of things as well is that maybe the is that poll the percentages on each side maybe a reflection more so as to 59% 59% of the people just think about his in-ring career when they when they look at that, and the other 41% count everything into effect. Because I don't think any knowledgeable wrestling fan, for the most part, it'd be a very high percent. Like, if you could just say, these are the knowledge wrestling fans, right? And in total, Triple H, everything encompassing, is he over or underrated? I think a large, large percentage would say he was underrated at that point, AJ. Yeah, if, if, with the poll, I could probably say the people that are saying that he is overrated, a good amount of them were just thinking, yeah, I remember Evolution, I remember DX, the the freaking corporation or the authority, where it's just like he's just in there because he can be because of the title. A lot of people will think that. Not that many people would think, well, he was, I don't know what his position is now if he still is chief operating officer, but when he took over the COO role and he made NXT from like this goofy reality show, let's make fun of every single person in the world that's on here to this is now a brand. This is what we're going to do. We're going to make better wrestling and yeah, they can go to the main roster if they want to, but we're going to have the best wrestling on these nights when it was on the network now on Wednesdays or 
if they're changing days to be announced on, during USA in the week. Regardless, they made it the best brand, the best wrestling that WWE currently has, and that is all through Triple H's mind. So that corporate sense, yes, he goes more to the underrated. Let's let's see here. I want a quick sidestep, just real quick around the horn, and I hope you guys get this question I'm about to ask you guys. NXT is a is a revolving door, right? It has been for a while. That's that's basically what happens. You come into NXT with some experience or some raw talent, and you get a little bit coached up, or you take a little bit from here and there. The people that are really, you know, have a lot of to give, uh, a lot of experience that are trying to help people that come in there, regardless of how seasoned you are or not, right? And then you come through that door, and some people are there for six months and they're gone, or some people are there for six months and they move up. Or, or laterally, if you want to say now, is there's three brands, they move out. Some people are there for a long time and just are going to continue to be there maybe for a long time because it's where they belong and the company kind of has figured out that maybe they a few stable pieces for an extended period of time work, right? But for the most part, it's a revolving door of talent. Is NXT so successful because it's a revolving door of talent? Or is NXT successful because... It's a revolving door of talent. So what I'm asking you is, is it successful because of the formula of rotating talent through and not back in again? Or is it successful because it continually has new talent? Do you see how it's a little bit different question? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see it. I, I would say... It's it's a bit of both, where you have, like, you know, Finn just got the NXT title back now, but when he was there, it was like, oh, here's Finn, now we got Samoa Joe, Samoa Joe's now the big badass, now we have Shinsuke, it's showing people different variations of wrestling in all, all over the world, where, you know, Shinsuke has the strong style, Joe is the, I'm the big muscle guy, I can fly around though, so don't take me lightly, no pun intended, but you have like a complete difference in character with every single champion they have, even the North American Championship too, where it was the first, you know, you had Adam Cole, you had Johnny Gargano, and so on and so forth, so you just had a bunch of people coming in, it's like, alright, you have something new every time that you have a championship change, but you also see new faces that you probably have never seen before, because I know Tony will have a heart attack if I mention TNA, but we all know Samoa Joe is going to have great matches because everyone's heard Samoa Joe's really fucking good in TNA or he was really good in Ring of Honor. But a lot of people haven't seen him in that. People have seen him in NXT and in WWE or Shinsuke. I know for the longest time the States hasn't really seen New Japan, so they don't know about the super rookie, the the... Swagske Nakamura, the, the the cool, calm, collected, rock and roll personality, or even when Finn was the real rock and roller, the originator of the Bullet Club. Like people don't know that; they know them more as the NXT guy. You know, you have the Demon Finn, you have you know normal Finn, but a lot of people don't people don't know that. And NXT is a great way to actually show different people's personalities. 
I think the revolving door is helpful for NXT because they don't have to stay there that long necessarily. Like you said, you have that kind of handful of guys that are there to, to help enhance the new guys when they come in to get them initially, get them over a little bit. And then basically for most of these guys, what you see is, you know, like you said, they're, they're, they're kind of all over the place. Most of them will stay there for a year. You know, in general, they're there for a year, maybe less, maybe it's a little bit more, but the the formula is pretty standard for the most part with them is you you start to build a guy up and then they end up winning the championship. They hold it for a while. They lose it. They move up to the main roster. What, what they're missing there is that longevity of characters and they don't have to worry about doing that. So it makes it a little easier, I think, in that sense because they can go, okay, build up this guy. He wins the title. He's over. Okay, he holds it for a little bit, and then he loses it, and then that's it. You don't have to do anything else with him after that, because now he's somebody else's problem in in a, in a way, right? And now it's on to the next guy, and on to the next guy, and that, and then they just keep on rotating that, you know, formula through and through, and they keep going. So some of those, like they have those mainstays, and they have, you know, those longer storylines or you know stories that you can continue with some of these other guys like Champa and Gargano, you know, guys that have been there a long time and they can drop in Finn Balor or random guys here and there to again, enhance some other guys or, you know, do those kind of things. But generally I think that, that, that rotating door style there is very, it's easier to do. I think it, it helps with the long, you know, they don't have to worry about longevity and in, in, in storylines or, what to do with guys after they're done with their run, you know, of winning the title. So I don't know if that's, I mean, I think it's good for the brand. I don't know if that's means it's a good thing overall, right? It makes it easier for the people doing the booking, right? Well, I'll just, I'll just close it out by this before we move on to the next topic is within the last year. Now, I believe it would be the last year. They've had their first official retread, and I put that in quotation marks, for each title. Whereas either they were down already in, in NXT and held the title or didn't and then went on to the main roster and now have come back down again to win a title in NXT. Like, like Charlotte was NXT Women's Champion, main roster, back down, NXT Women's Champion again. You know, and that's why it's not no longer a, a minor leagues. It's it's almost a brand extension, right? May it be the same exact level as Ron SmackDown? No, but it's no longer the feeder because you're seeing this come back. Finn Balor, right? Uh, Breezango, that's that's another one, right? So now all three of those belts minus the North American, right? So we'll see what happens there. Uh, that's a great discussion, though. I, I love how Triple H is over underrated, leading to a little. NXT formula talk. So folks, we will be right back with a little bit more uh a little bit of wrestling conversation. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. This is your boy Kenny Killer telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com. Bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com.
I mean, one could argue she's one of the uh, hottest wrestlers in the entire world right now. No? Yeah. Anybody? No, no, no. Without a doubt, you're correct. Especially I mean, with this stint in AEW. Right. I mean, people are saying that she's having the greatest matches in AEW women's history. That's that's their announcers saying those things on the air. I'm not taking away from, from Rosa, but that's not really saying much. It's AEW's women's roster. <laughs> so a little bit different storyline this week. A uh, match with Ivelisse. Uh, and apparently someone wasn't selling, and this turned into them started really smacking each other. Uh, I haven't had a chance to watch it. I've only read what I've read about it. I know some people started walking away uh, during the match that were watching it, and I know that the majority of the locker room was, or from what we hear, on the on the dirtiest of the sheets, that uh, the majority of the locker room was in Thunder Rosa's favor in the back. So what are you guys' thoughts on this and you know things of this nature happening within the business? Well, I don't. I, yeah, I don't know where to. Who the issue was? Is it is was it Evelise? You know, just not wanting to sell, or not just you know, <laughs> not experienced enough to know how to sell properly or what? Because well, that's a hard. That's I the hard part. They didn't like each other before the match, and they didn't really uh, figure out how they were going to get along during the match. So. To be the one, whoever starts it is obviously the biggest culprit. But again, if you're really the professional, you just get through it. And when you get to the back, everybody knows that that person was a piece of shit. That's usually how that works. And that's, that's yeah, if you're the the, the one who's going to be the professional, is going to be the one that's just going to, you know, work through it and get through the match and be done with it. You know, I... Now, that doesn't seem much like Thunder Rosa's personality. She also <laughs> has had some official MMA fights and done a lot of training that way, so... Yeah. I'm pretty sure she felt comfortable to go ahead and start throwing. Uh, whether or not she got a little bit stiff, Ivelisse came back with, you know, shoot, and and Thunder went, Thunder Rosa went, well, okay, bitch, I, I know I know how this game actually goes, so we can do that too. I'm going to win eventually here tonight. <laughs> it, it, yeah. Yeah, there, there's two things that I'm going to say about this. One, because you already mentioned the MMA background, you don't mess with Thunder Rosa. She knows what the hell she's doing she takes this very seriously. Like, don't take her lightly at all. The second thing I'm going to say, and it may be a little dismissive, it may be a little rude, I don't really care. It's part of the last name that I have. Ivelisse has been around for like 12, 14 years, something like that. She hasn't really been in talks with wwe or she's in the performance center for like two seconds and then they're like no and i'm also gonna say she was in tna for like a quick smoke and then got canned so everyone knows evilise kind of has a background of being difficult and tessa blanchard might have like a run for her money on being a difficult person to deal with so that's what i'm gonna say about that because when Ivelisse actually gives a crap, she can actually do stuff, but again, she hasn't really had that big break, she hasn't really had big matches, and the fact that you just go, I'm not gonna sell this against someone like Thunder Rosa, yeah, you signed a death warrant right there. So, I Doesn't it make... 
good. Doesn't it make more sense to just, you know, even if you don't like the person, like, hey, everybody, like, besides from the WWE, in the women's wrestling global scope, here comes the biggest cash cow going. Why not try and work with that person and say, hey, you know what, we don't like each other, but look at how much we can get over on us not liking each other. Maybe that's what this is going to turn into, right? We're talking about it right now. Maybe this is all a work. Who knows? Uh, but it's something fun to talk about. It, it just if it's if it's for real what happened, I just don't understand why. If you've been in the business that long, and I know you want to jump in here, DP, why you wouldn't just say, "Hey, boy, it, you know, it's like golfers not liking Tiger Woods getting all the media attention in the late '90s and the early 2000s." Well, your 37th, uh, you know, finish at the you know barnyard open turned into from you know twenty thousand dollars to a hundred and twenty thousand dollars because tiger woods was there so you know suck it up buttercup <laughs> that was gonna be my point exactly is you know even if you you know we've we've known you know people disliked each other in, in the wrestling business and you know i, I guess i i didn't know eva lisa's history or anything i and she's been around obviously long enough it seems so even if you don't like that person that's on the other side of you, you still got to work together. And like you said, like, this is, this is exactly what I want to say. You know, you're looking at probably, you know, one of the most, most recognized names in, in the women's division, you know, in the, around the world right now, because, you know, with what Thunder Rose has been doing, wouldn't you want to go out there and just go, I want to sell the shit out of this. I want to make this match, you know, five stars, the best I can do so that I can show off here, what my talent is and make this match as great as it can be rather than just go out there and shit on somebody and make yourself look just as bad because you're not doing your job as well. Seems just crazy to me. Like you said, you, you have, you have this opportunity to make extra money, you know, get your name out there a little more, you know, when you can show off like, Hey, look at what I can do against one of the best in the world. You know, I just, that just seems crazy to me. And, and like you said, it, it could all be a work. It could all, you know, we've, we don't know. You know, we don't know any of that right now, but it's funny because WWE has Lena Vega and I, I don't know if they just don't like more than one of the same type of woman because of, how, you know, the stories you hear about them not being able to dye their hair certain colors because Becky's the redhead and Sasha was purple and, you know, Charlotte's your tall blonde, but then you have two brands so you can bring in Lacey like. It's just funny to me because Thunder Rosa seems like she would be a perfect fit for the main roster on WWE with everything they like to do, especially marketing-wise and things of that nature. I mean, she 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 checks all the boxes. Yeah, she's small, smaller as far as even the women go. Yes, but so is Zelina Vega. I don't know. Maybe Zelina Vega is a little bit better talker. Maybe she was a little more recognized coming in. But I could see w Thunder Rosa being in WWE in the next year and a half. I don't know how long her contract is. Neither do I. I know on the dirt sheets, I thought I read a rumor that she might be like a booker soon for NWA, but her in WWE, I'm just going to say, WWE, please stop taking my NWA, guys. You already took Wade Barrett, Stu Bennett. Please stop. <laughs> but uh, she she could work in there because... You know, you can ha you can actually have like a good match, especially with the MMA background. If you want to be like, oh well, she's got a mixed martial arts background, she could face Shayna Baszler or Ronda Rousey if she comes back or something like that. It's like it could be a good match, and then you know she can go with like Charlotte, Becky, Sasha, Rhea, Io, like all of them. 
I don't know how many she's actually already faced. In, like, Ding dong, Bailey, stupid. And Bailey too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I feel bad that I actually just forgot about that, but Bailey too. I'm not trying to discredit. I was just using the examples that you used and NXT. But again, it she can go, she can work. Just again, don't be an idiot and no sell against her because she will make sure there's more marks than there are in the crowd. All right, quick around the horn. We're on women's wrestling right now, and this is kind of going to transfer into women in entertainment. How much are you looking forward to season two of The Mandalorian? And Sasha Banks, apparently, is she a Jedi? I mean, WTF. I'm not talking Washington football team, WFT. I'm talking WTF. Sasha Banks, is she a Jedi? I didn't watch the trailer yet, but I've heard she's in there, uh, you know, as part of season two. I'm, I'm... 100% 100% on board with season two of The Mandalorian, no matter what. But interesting uh, October that she's... October 30th, I believe. Yeah, October 30th, that's correct, yep. That she's getting a role in there is, is pretty cool. It's always fun to see some of those superstars get roles in different you know, genres and different stuff. So yeah, curious to see what they do with her and, and how well she does. I mean, the transitions for WWE superstars have always been pretty decent. You know, have a pretty good track record. So all that time she was away, I feel like this is why she was away, and that's just a great job keeping a secret and building heat at the same time. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing at all. It's a really good way, and hopefully she does a really good role in The Mandalorian. Maybe we might see more of her in The Mandalorian, because she's not like no-name character number 75. I think she actually has a name, I just can't remember. Oh, Oh, as an actor, you mean? You would see more of her as an actor. In the ring as an actor, both. I'm not. Come on. No, I was hoping we would see more of her. Literally. Yeah, I know what you meant. Here we go. I I I think you need to stop talking to Andrew so much and pot his war right there because that's 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 one of his girls. Hey Andrew, I'll just turn on Stardom and he won't he won't know what else is going on. You're not wrong. But anyway. As I hear a what in the distance. <laughs> Is this the first time Andrew's going to be enticed enough to walk all the way over into the other room and have? No, no, he's in? not. He's not. But he's, now he's curious and he's going to like listen to the playback or something. But no, hopefully we see more Sasha Banks in The Mandalorian. I, I know, Tony. Keep it down. I know you're looking down at the moment, but keep it down. He's <laughs> checking his yeah, notes. I know, I know you're going to need oh, a different man. type of sheets, but still. Oh, my God. All right. That's enough out of you. <laughs> We're moving on. Alfred, fucking help us out here. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Why should you visit thechairshot.com? Thechairshot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis. With attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com Always use your head. Folks, before you head out this weekend and head to your local indie show, I know they're coming back. Limited attendance. We got a couple good ones happening around here in southeast Wisconsin. But go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash TheChairShot. Get yourself a ChairShot t-shirt. You'll be the bell of the ball at your indie wrestling show. No one else will have the t-shirt you have. 
trust me, go check them out. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Almost instinctively, Tunny goes to grab another beer, so uh, I guess that means... Oh, it's phenomenal funky facts time. I I don't know why he went out to go get a beer last week. He actually stayed. He won. like a fresh one. He was at the ready. That's for Mags. If you're listening, Mags, I know you hate when they don't uh, edit out when they belch, but that was for you, Mags. But uh, yet again, the the weekly tradition that we always have, phenomenal funky facts. Again, two wrestling Here's questions. There's something else we're not going to edit out. Oh, yeah. There's another beer for you. Uh, that nice little beer crack. What's wrong with that? DP, did, did, did you want to go grab another drink or something? I know you were polishing uh, off a, a Coke bottle real quick. So. Negative. AJ, I know, you were, I know you were doing your intro. I'd say I'm sorry if I meant it, but just keep going. <laughs> But uh, as always, two questions. One, however, I see fit. Two of the questions will be wrestling related. Who knows what the third one's going to be? Could be wrestling, could be entertainment, could be video games, could be. Eh, it don't matter. It's whatever the hell I want because it's my game. So, uh. Tony, you're, you're looking like the reverse Browns where it looked like you were looking bad from the beginning in March, and now all of a sudden you're on the positive. Went from like zero and five to like ten and five here. So can yeah, you I mean, it, it's it's all it's all a good storyline, right? That's right. Sure, we'll call it a good storyline. Call it a work. <laughs> we believe in we believe in storytelling here at the DWI podcast. <laughs> if you put a little more alcohol in me, there's going to be a lot better stories. But uh, anyway, <laughs> listen, we're going to blame it on the alcohol shortly. Oh yeah, we will. <laughs> so. uh... DPP, uh, you sadly have been the receiving end of many a losses. Mm-hmm. If Greg wasn't here, you actually would have won that episode. Bullshit. But, He's never uh, invited again. Dickhead. Yeah. I don't care what he so, runs. So uh, I will. Uh, I will let you have first pickings. Door number one. Door number two. Or door number three. All right. Uh, all right, Jeff Foxworthy. I'm smarter than a Belaz. I'll take door number one. Huh. All right, who was the first New Japan World Champion? No, I'm kidding. Oh, yeah, Door number yeah. one, you said? <laughs> Door number one is actually in your wheelhouse because it's the opinion question. Oh, so you might actually know what it is because it, it is entertainment. And I did mention this in our little group chat that we have prior. And, Tony, I know you've seen the boys, but I don't know if you've seen any of season two. Oh, he's all caught up. He's all caught up. So, uh, and for everyone... Is this the Spice Girls again? No, it is not the Spice (laughs) Girls again. Schizophonic at one point. Schizophonic passion and scream if you want to go faster. No. Uh, This one has something to do with Season 2. Go watch Season 2 of The Boys if you're interested. Uh, They are coming out with episodes every Friday. Um... They have five episodes out, I think, so far. I think we, episode five just came episode out today. Episode five today, yep. Yep. 
So uh, we're not going to talk about episode five, of course. I'll leave that to the nerds when they review the boys. Instead, we're going to go back to season two because this is also a wrestling reference. What was on Frenchie's shirt in the second episode in season two of The Boys? I remember you. I remember you texting us when you watched it, and then I watched yeah. it and looked, and I just remember there being. I don't know. I think I missed it. I, I, I That's what I saw. It, it I was a wrestling was a shirt. Was it? It was a wrestling shirt. But it wasn't a wrestler that was on the shirt. Yeah. Uh, the nickname was on there, or the and the stable too. Oh, well, maybe. Oh, there's the hint right there. So uh, let's see them answers there. And I'd better not see total BS on Tunny's side. <laughs> yeah, but he had a cat on his shirt. He yeah, he did have a cat. cat. I remember the cat. A cat. There was a cat on the shirt. Yeah. I'm not going to give you the point, though, because... Because I remember a cat, was, but I don't remember... There was a group. There was a, there was a person for it, and it wasn't DX. It was the Elite. It was a Kenny Omega the Cleaner shirt. He had a cat on it. <laughs> yes, but it specifically said the elite on the top with the giant fucking cat on the shirt the whole most of the shirt was a fucking cat judges come on no. No. say it tiny come on come right, on first, it's so what? i don't know if i'm gonna have a point here am i gonna get a point, gonna get a point because it was can all... i ask the judges can I ask? Can I appeal to the third base umpire here on the check thing? Is it half a point? Can he get half a point? Wait, no, you didn't even ask him yet. This is Tobias. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> it was a Kenny Omega uh, Elite Cat Cleaner shirt. I thought it was Ernest Miller shirt. Nah, <laughs> I, I would have actually loved the half fact. A, judges, judges, half a point for the Ernest Miller reference. <laughs> no. No. Tobias. <laughs> People didn't even like when uh, <laughs> people didn't even like when Matt Jackson did the Alex Wright in, in the stadium stampede match. Come on, whatever, dude. There was right. a giant fucking cat get, on that shirt. The next crack, door number two or door number three, Tony? Yeah. <laughs> All right, away from the dipping dots. Uh, I'll take door number two. I One, just thought of. Uh, uh, you'll get door number two, but I also just thought of a bonus question for later since uh, we're talking about Ernest the Cat Miller that I just thought of right uh, right now. So, two? Leopard print. Well, I'm going to have to pull some... <laughs> Son of a bitch. No. <laughs> let's, see, uh, let's see how uh, well you've seen a little bit of quote-unquote... Fucking cat on the shirt in episode two on Frenchie. Yeah, I seen that giant fucking cat. It said the elite on the top. Come on. Anyway, so uh, let's see how well you know Wrestling Society, and by that I mean Wrestle Society X. Who made up the tag team? Do it for her in Wrestle Society X. One's a known name. The other one is a producer. Total BS. What? I don't know who the fuck that is. <laughs> really? How how did I watch like some of Dress Society X and you guys didn't? Nah, I'm busy. 
<laughs> really, you were that busy in 2004? 2004? Oh my god, yeah, oh. I was still playing basketball. Oh. Yeah, I don't think anybody's I'm getting so this one. You know, in shape I was in 2004? Who's Wrestle Society X anyway? Lance Storm. No. <laughs> I said a new name and a producer. I'll give you, the, I'll, I'll give you credit, credit for actually saying a producer. Yeah. No points, though. Al Snow. Tony, you want to spout some names? A known wrestler that everyone knows. I'll even. You can well, even use. What is, wrestle, what is Wrestle Society X? I don't even know what that was. Wrestle Society X was a little show that. Uh, I don't remember what television show it was. It was either MTV. It was MTV. Oh, oh right. Billy, Billy Corrigan and Hulk Hogan? Not the Miz. No. It's a known name, and the other person in it was is is a producer. He was a I, producer in WWE, and the no Mike name is Rotunda. also in WWE. Road Dog. I think these are horrible clues. Billy Gunn. Uh, now the fans are tuning out. Just John Cena. Tell us. <laughs> Greg, I need you more than ever on this one. You're not here. Greg's fucking banned from the show. Just tell us what's <laughs> going on right now. All right, the tag team, do it for her, because they actually did a little tweet about it a couple of years ago, actually, was uh, Seth Rollins, when he was going by Tyler Black, in Jimmy Jacobs, the zombie princess, because, God, he can rock a tutu. Why the fuck did I care about the indie scenes in 2004? (laughs) No, shut up. I was trying to be different. I was trying to be helpful and whatnot so fine last question and if there's still a zero well, not a fucking blast okay we don't all have all this fucking wealth of independent knowledge because we hate wwe uh, and, and, and by the way shout out to uh the uh, iwc war chief on that one because he actually told me you should totally do that question i'm like you know what i actually know the answer to this so you're you right know, on the next pot is war i can hear him laughing in the other room <laughs> douchebag <laughs> I gotta put up with this shit like three hours a week and then five minutes a week on this fucking show too. So fine. Last question. Hopefully you guys can get it because this is an attitude era question. And like I said before, it's funny that we mentioned Triple H earlier because it is a Triple H question. Ooh, can I get a little of that Triple H? Get a little bit of Triple H. Uh, who did Triple H beat? To win his first European Championship. Oh, European oh. Championship. European Championship. Uh, European. Bonus points if you can say the funny line that he says after he won it in a. And like I said, tied. Oh, man, I, this, I, right. I, I think it's a 50-50 shot here. So <laughs> I'm not sure. Beat for the go European ahead, DP. Go ahead, you, you, go, you go first. DP says, Owen Hart, China, I did it. Like Adrian, I did it? Yes. 
I, I, I got the reference. Yeah. D-Lo, you better recognize. <laughs> yes. <laughs> God, you're zero and zero right Damn now. Damn it. Right. British like, Bulldog. And it was British like, Bulldog. D-Lo, and he's like, you better recognize. <laughs> no, no, it's not the British Bulldog. Bulldog, <laughs> won, Bulldog won the first European Championship. Lost it to Shawn Michaels. In Triple H Michaels, because they did a goofy yeah. spot, an elbow drop, pin Shawn yep. Michaels. Sarge, I did it! Oh, I was goddamn close on that. No, close, but it wasn't China, it was Sarge. No. If you get a half a point for that, I get a half a point for that giant fucking cat on that shirt. <laughs> yeah, ring the buzzer. Now so, we gotta go to sudden death. Sudden death. Since you brought up Ernest the Cat Miller, which I'm more surprised that you brought up Ernest the Cat Miller. I don't know. I don't know who he was fucking valet or who his fucking It's not going to be that. It's going to be kind of simple if you pay attention to theme songs. Since we like theme songs here. James Brown. Who shares the same WWE theme song with Ernest the Cat Miller. He's not a wrestler anymore. He's more on the political side of things, but I'll give it to uh, whoever can uh, bring up the answer first. Shares the same theme song. Damn it, Tony fucking won. What was it? Yeah! That's what I'm talking Ernest about! When Ernest was... the Cat Miller came in in WWE for the Royal Rumble in 2004, the one that we don't say who the winner is, uh, he did come out to somebody call you mama oh my god really yep somebody better call my mama wow i would have never got that because <sighs> it was a funky song and you know i should know about funky it's phenomenal it's funky at the time it was fresh and tony won because he said brodus because i knew exactly what he meant by brodus clay was fresh as a prince in bel-air Uh, I just keep racking them off, eh? Always use your head. Funk is on a roll. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. You ain't never been to TheChairShot.com? Somebody better call your mama. TheChairShot.com. Somebody call my mama. Always use your head. Oh, yeah. Well, it's time for fantasy football, and boy, it, it now isn't as good a time as ever to grab a beer while you're drinking while you're while you're drinking in this show through your earlobes. <laughs> Here we My earbuds. My earbuds.
All right, a little bit of fantasy football picking here by the DWI podcast. Everybody wants to know what happened last week, who won, who lost by a very slim margin, and who didn't have a very good week at all. I did not have a very good week at all. I was outscored by 40-plus points by both gentlemen. Ouch. My pick, my pick of Russell Wilson was the top QB picked as far as points go. The tight ends, I was in the middle of the road with Zach Ertz. James Connors. And Michael Thomas, y'all already both know what happened with them. The solid picks, to say the least, but that's what happens when you're picking fantasy football. Let's get to it. With the PC Tunney point index system for fantasy football, one of you gentlemen with one running back, one wide receiver, one quarterback, one tight end, scored 98.25 points. The other gentleman scored 97.05 points, a difference of one Point two. Went both showcases almost with that. AJ had DeAndre Hopkins, Christian McCaffrey, Philip Rivers, and Noah Fant. TP had Devontae Adams, Delvin Cook, Lamar Jackson, and, and George Kittle. I can say that Fant thoroughly outscored Kittle 19.1 to 8.4. I can say that Jackson outscored Rivers 30.25 to 20.45. McCaffrey definitely outscored Delvin Cook 28.4 to 18. But the top scorer in all of our fantasy football picks this week, while DeAndre Hopkins had 29.1 points, Devontae Adams had 41.6 and led DP to a week. Nice. Two-point victory over A.J. Belaz in what could prove to be maybe one of the closest matchups of the year. I only had 54 points. Yeah, three for me, and then it went downhill. But there you go. Three points to DP this week, one point to AJ, and no points to your content-creating commissioner. So early on, DP is in first place, AJ in second place. Tunny still yet to get on the board and check in this year. Gentlemen, well picked this week. I think we had two of the top-scoring uh, quarterbacks. Uh, besides Josh Allen, uh, I know there were some people out there off the different pines that scored that you weren't so sure of. So let's get to it this week. I believe AJ got to pick first last week, and that I get to true. pick this week. That means AJ gets to pick first in the last two. So as I pull up here, um, you guys' thoughts on such a close matchup from last week? I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm not mad. I'm usually hyper competitive, but I'm glad it was down to a literal point and a fraction. I'm not mad at all. That's amazing. I'm not going to deny that. If it was. So, so congrats, Dan. Yeah. Thank you. If it was wins and losses, I, that's when I would be really pissed about the point. You know, the one point win or loss, you know, you know, if you lose by a point and it's a whole win, but in the point system where you get three points for a win, one point, you know, type of thing. It's not as bad, I don't think so. All right. So I, I get to go first this week. I think, uh, man, I'm having a hard time what position I really want to go for right away here. Oh, man. I'm going to go tight end right away, and I'm just going to take Travis Kelsey right out the bat. Kelsey against the Chargers. Wow. A good one. Who's uh, who's number two? Is that AJ? 
Number two is no. Number two is you. I'm number two. Mm, oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. All right. Uh, I think I am going to go. Well, I can't go with Kittle because I went with him last week. So I'm going to go Mark Andrews on this one. Baltimore. Okay. Nice. So that means I got last pick, and since uh, DP can't pick Kittle, I'll pick Kittle. <laughs> since I went Noah Fant last week, who surprisingly put up good numbers. I'm I'm proud of him on yeah, that geez. one. All right, DP, you get to pick first here. I get to pick second. AJ goes last because he's going to go first twice. What do you got? There's those landscapers. I'm going to go quarterback. Because I want Patrick Mahomes this week against those Chargers. Okay. Very, very solid pick. Boy, oh boy, quarterback. I, I you know, oh man. I think there's a lot of good options. There's week. a lot of good options at quarterback. I'm going to go... Josh Allen this week against Miami on the road. Uh, Cam Newton had the ability to run the ball against Miami. Josh Allen is probably the second coming of Cam Newton at the quarterback position. And uh, that's what I got going on this weekend. Hopefully he can put up some numbers and a couple more touchdown passes. All right. Well... I'll make you guys proud. Hey, luckily I'm... for you, you can't pick Philip Rivers again. <laughs> yeah, thank God I can't pick Philip Rivers again. <laughs> Facing the Vikings, who, you know, they they did good against your Packers, but they still lost regardless. It was they kept it somewhat close. But uh, speaking of your Packers, I'm actually gonna go good old A. A. Ron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers against the Lions. Yeah, he'll probably throw for one touchdown, 170 yards, and they'll run for 400 yards. Yeah, knowing my fucking luck. <laughs> All right, running back and wide receiver are left. AJ, you get to pick first twice. I pick second the first time. DP picks second the second time. So I know that the Saints did a real good job against uh, Rojo, good old Ronald Jones last week against the Buccaneers in the opener. But I don't know how they're going to fare against Josh Jacobs of the Las Vegas Raiders, so I'm going to go with Josh Jacobs on this one. Okay. For my running back pick. Oh, baby. My turn, running back. Who should I go with this week? That's a great question. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I'm just looking up and down the list here. I really think that a good option for me this week, as I stall this out exactly like this, would be I'm going to go with Zeke at home. Dallas needs a win. What better way to keep Matt Ryan off the field than Zeke getting that ball nonstop? Uh, Zeke Elliott for me, Dallas Cowboys. That's not a bad pick at all. I'm going to take Kareem Hunt. Is it two? No. Okay. It. <laughs> it's got 30 points already this week, so I'll take that. Oh, you can't do that. No, <laughs> I know you can't because that was the Thursday you game. Yeah. The a pretty Thursday solid game, game already. Try, so I don't know how you guys passed up on that, but, uh, you know. 
Uh, boy, well, let's see. Tampa's got a pretty good D. I don't know. Oh, that's a tough one. I took Delvin Cook last week, right? So, um, I think, man, I like the Zeke pick. I'm going to go. I'll take McCaffrey this week. Going against Tampa Bay. Hopefully he can get find some daylight there. I know Tampa Bay's got a pretty decent defense, but. All right. Wide receiver, wide receiver is the last pick left. I go last here. So, gentlemen, why don't you uh, discuss your wide receiver picks here? Wide receiver. All right. Well, mine's going to be very, very easy for me. I'm not going to deny it. The Chargers, the secondary, has fallen apart a lot. And I know that you picked Kelsey. But I'm going to go with the Cheetah. I'm going to go with Tyreek Hill for my wide receiver pick. I know that their star cornerback uh, recently got injured while they were practicing, so it's not looking real good uh, if you're a bolt. So, uh, DP, what, who, yeah. who do you got for wide receiver? Because the D-Hop pick looked really good for me last week. Well, yeah. I'm just saying might might hold up against the uh, football team. I was, uh, you know, I was eyeballing Tyreek Hill to go with my, uh, well, PC Tunney's got Kelsey. I got Mahomes. That would have been a nice little Mahomes to Tyreek Hill combo. But, uh, man, that's going to be tough here. Uh, and if you're playing fantasy football at home, doubling up points is nice. It's just you got to fill in two people on a bye week. Right. That's the worst. I think I got, yeah. like, four guys that I got to try and fill in on, like, week 11. But. I've seen so many people in group <laughs> chats that are just like, I'm going to front load the Bucks, And I'm like, dude, you have like Gronk, Brady, Rojo, and Mike Evans to just pick someone yeah. else. I got Brady and Godwin dude. on mine, and it was like, ah, uh, shit. Well, that's about it for me for one team because I didn't want to. Like... Doubling up is fine, not quadrupling up. Yeah, Holy I think it's a little shit. crazy. But I think, uh, I think I'm going to go with uh, Adam Thielen this week. Against the Colts. Okay, so DP's so. got Adam Thielen. AJ, did, did you? I was I was away from the. Yeah. I was uh I was BRB. Uh, yes, you you went AF, on a quick break. AF, uh, AFK. I, I I picked uh, Tariq Hill. Okay. So uh, the Chiefs that, are representing that's a smaller between the name that fits into this space I have here, and you said Thielen, huh? I said Thielen. Minnesota. Min Minnesota, eh? I, oh man. Minnesota, eh? Yeah. Very interesting here. It's. Whew, I gotta tell you. Boy, I'd like to go back to that well, but I can't. This week, I'm gonna have to go with. Yeah, I, this is a tough one. A tough I, one. I, boy, I, I, I think I'm going to do it. I'm going with Darius Slayton from the Giants this week. Wow. Yeah, okay. All right. Something tells me you wanted to pick Michael Thomas, but you realize that he has uh, something yeah. wrong with his ankle. No, I was thinking about going to Julio Jones there, maybe Atlanta, but if Zeke's going to control the ball for me, I don't want to be rooting on both sides. Fair enough. Yeah, Come on, head that's so there we have it. AJ's got Rodgers, Jacobs, Hill, and Kittle. DP's got Mahomes, McCaffrey, Thielen, and Andrews. And PC's going with 
Allen, Elliot, Slayton, and Kelsey. We'll see what happens next week after we reveal the winner of week two and our week two standings. All right, gentlemen. Uh, one last thing. It's last call. Let's go. All right, gentlemen. What you watching? What you playing? Uh, I've been watching Doom Patrol. I ran through the boys really quick. After this, I'm probably going to watch the newest episode out. I believe episode five of the boys. But Doom Patrol, uh, a DC creation, uh, HBO Max. About an hour long each episode. Good cast. Uh, Brendan Fraser is your voice of Robot Man. So a very solid premise. It's very interesting. It's a lot different than The Boys, but I still think it's worth a watch. Do I think it's as good? No. If I had watched them in reverse order, it's really hard to tell because they're really completely different style shows in that nature. But if you're into the whole comic book thing, I would definitely do that. I'm still playing Tiger Woods. Not Tiger Woods. I, I like to still call it Tiger Woods. PGA <laughs> Tour 2K21. I, I think I found the right balance on it, so I might be getting ready to do a review. I wanted to make sure I got through all of my progressions of of um, depression from the game, you know, denial, anger, things of that nature, get all those out of the way. Uh, I do want to buy Madden, though, because I haven't played it in, like, five years. I don't even care if it's the same thing for five years, because I haven't played it in five years. So we'll see if that happens or not. Uh, that's what I've been watching. That's what I've been playing. AJ? Uh, well... As I've already said before, I've been watching The Boys. Uh, new episodes every Friday coming out on Amazon Prime. Uh, thanks to a very good friend of mine that, that gave me her Netflix account. Uh, oh. I've been re-watching. Gave me her, yeah, Netflix account. Thank God it was Netflix account. And... Do we have to stay tuned to see if she gave you anything else or are we, we clear? Yeah, you don't have to stay tuned. Anyways, uh, I've been re-watching Lucifer... <laughs> I've been rewatching Lucifer. I haven't watched it since it left Fox, so I have to catch back up on that. And both Andrew and I have been uh, playing Final Fantasy XIV because we've loved the Final Fantasy franchise for as long as I've been alive, in all honesty. But uh, they just came out with a trailer for the PS5 exclusive uh, Final Fantasy XVI yesterday. And you know goddamn well my life is going to be invested in that. Cause so, <laughs> the disc playing version of the PS5 is 500 and the digital version is 400? Correct. So the, the disc, because I had to ask a buddy of mine because I didn't see it originally. The If you have the disc drive that can actually scan the disc and download and whatnot is 500. All digital is 400. I believe for the Xbox uh, they are going to have the disc also at 500, but I think their digital is 100 less. I could be wrong on that, though. Their digital but, is uh, 100 you... less than the PS5, but the specs are not as not the same. The, the quality of the you know stuff inside it isn't as good. You can't play 4K games on the yeah. Xbox Series S, so that's why it's a little bit cheaper. Yeah, and I've been playstation my entire life we still have the playstation one hooked up to our television to this day and it still works so we've gone from one my and... have a good cd cleaner <laughs> it, it just it's hustling 
But, uh, you know, going from one, and we're going to go all the way to five, probably in November or December around the holidays. So it's probably going to be the disc version. Before you get into what you're playing and what you're watching, DP, just for everybody out there that generally, I mean, if you're a sports and entertainment or a sports and entertainment, sports entertainment fan or all three, you're generally a video game fan as well. Do you see like any advantage of waiting? I think a lot more people are anticipating, you know, going to be out there purchasing the PlayStation 5 as opposed to Xbox, uh, the newest version there. Do you see a better break on the digital version at the least come Christmas time? Because if it's four hundred now, you you'd think you would at least see like some kind of uh, package deal for four hundred, or maybe something like three hundred bucks for the digital version. I, I, the only thing I maybe see coming is you know the Black Friday deal or something where they might throw in a game or something if it's like Best Buy or something like that. You know they might give you a, a free game or something that's like fifteen bucks, but. I think with it just being released in November, so close to everything, that they probably aren't going to lower any prices or do much as far as deals go until maybe the year after, but probably not. Probably not seeing anything different. Why not wait and release it then? I mean, what is the release date? Is it getting released on Black Friday, or that's way before then, isn't it? I believe it's November 12th, I think, is the release yes, date November for the PlayStation. Well, for the PlayStation. Why not, why not wait for that then? Why not wait for it? I mean, are they just saving? Are they saving Black Friday and the time up until Christmas for to see if they don't sell as many as they thought? You think if like sales are like way worse than they thought, you'll see more of a deal. Otherwise, if sales are good, you won't. You think? Do you think sales will reflect what their plans are between the release date, Black Friday, and Christmas Day? I don't think so. I, I think well, I think it's just that's what they're planning for a release date to get ahead of the, you know, Black Friday and all that, just because then everybody can spend their money on something else. But I mean, I don't see any other, I don't see any deals happening at least because I'm pretty sure sales are going to be just fine for them regardless. Well, with Sony, they wanted to try to keep the release date the same as they had for the PS3 from what I've read. So the PS3, the PS4 and the PS5 all came out like around the same time. So uh, Tony can do the whole jerk-off motion all he wants, but that that's what I read. I'm not 100% sure if that's true or not. <laughs> but, yeah, that's why they decided, yeah, November 12th, it's close enough from when we've been releasing the last two consoles. So I, I don't know how much truth is behind that, but that's what I read. All right. There you go. DP, what you watching, what you playing? Well, I... Uh, much like you guys, I am on on the the boys' train. I, I'm enjoying season two, and you know, with uh, bandwagon nerds, as we talk about that each episode every week, I keep up with that as well. But it's a damn good show, so enjoying that. Otherwise, I've watched uh, another show. Just finished up the series of Peaky Blinders, which is on Netflix. Oh. oh. You sneaky peeker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, really good. Are you looking, looking at my bum? You dirty <laughs> bum looker. Sneaky peaky, as we've been calling it. <laughs> uh, just finished season five. Uh, that's the last season that's been out. I'm assuming there's going to be a season six. Just waiting for, you know, I'm sure it got delayed with all everything going on. So who knows? Um, <clears throat> as far as video games go for the, uh, you know, a winner is you podcast. So we talk a lot about video games there. 
I have been playing NBA 2K20. Um, just playing through that because I bought it, you know, when they had a summer deal. I got it for nine bucks, so I picked it up and have been just been playing through a, a playoffs of that against with the Bucks because you know they sucked ass and got eliminated. So I got to keep the train going and hopefully can win a championship. And I really like actually 2K20. I liked it a lot more than the last couple years. Um, I think they did a lot of good improvements and. I know some people were pissed about the shooting or didn't like that shooting was so difficult. I found it a lot easier than the last couple of years. So I, I'm enjoying that one. I'll probably play, still continue to play that until at least the regular NBA season's over with because I love playing basketball when basketball's on. Also going through Marvel's Avengers. Um, I'm 50-50 on that game right now. I'll, I'm sure I'll be giving that a review. I'm not really sure how I feel about it. Um, some of the stuff is really good, but then some of it is just it's a lot of you know, wave fighting of bad guys. You know, you run to a spot and then you fight a bunch of guys and then you run to the next spot and fight a bunch of guys and it's just wave after wave. So it's like, eh, okay, I don't know. Some of it's fun, but then a lot of it just seems to be pretty redundant, so I'm not sure uh, exactly how I, much I like it, much like PC with his waiting to see when it comes to, you know, uh, PGA Tour. I'm kind of waiting to see when I get through Marvel's Avengers if I really do enjoy it or if i just kind of like meh for that game but today wwe 2k battlegrounds came out boys and i got it for the switch and uh i'll tell you i just played a few minutes of it but it was thoroughly entertaining i I was i was actually quite pretty surprised uh, just getting used to the controls a bit you know and read through that but uh very arcadic you know obviously a little bit more over the top you know with some of the you know features and stuff everybody looks a little you know different oversized a little bit but uh, it was it was fun it was actually a lot of fun you know um pretty standard wrestling you know arcade style for sure but um it was at the beginning seemed a little more simulated than i expected so we'll see how it goes as we keep going into the game but i was uh i was impressed i thought it was actually pretty fun i i figured i'd pick it up for the switch so that way i could sit on the couch and play it rather than having to be on the big screen or anything because Obviously, graphics-wise, it's, you know, nothing to write home about. It's not meant for that. So I I could sit and play it on the little Switch screen if I want to and, and have some fun. And there's a looks like there's a storyline I was trying to get through where there's uh, you play as a handful of different characters. You can't create your own, it doesn't look like. You can create your own for regular stuff, but just not in the storyline. Um, and they have some just some generic characters that you play as, but... Looks pretty fun so far. I was I was impressed, so I'm I'm looking forward to playing a little bit more once we're done here. And you know, that's uh, that's everything I've been playing. Well, folks, that's a little bit uh, of a look into what we're watching, what we're playing. If you want to let us know what you're watching and you're playing, and we definitely comment about it on the show. Follow us at Podcast DWI right there on the Twitter. Don't drink and drive. Drink and podcast. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. Before we get out of here, I want to mention uh, a brand new show, ChairShot Radio Network, that's on the ChairShot Radio Network. And it's it's kind of a, a, a second coming of a previous show. But Women's Wrestling Talk makes its debut on the ChairShot. It's on there right now. You can go ahead and listen. TK Trinidad, Emily May, and Sarah the Rebel, they're bringing you everything women's pro wrestling and a whole lot more with a brand new flair. So make sure you go ahead and check them out. You can follow them at WW talk on the Twitter. So 
shout out to them from DWI Podcast and everything else we got going on. Chair Shot Radio Network, man. I mean, Outsider's Edge, Three Man Weave, Hottest War, a winner is you, Bandwagon Nerds, Greg DeMarco Show, Hashtag Miranda Show. I mean, we got Mags from across the pond. He, he's got Badlands, uh, Five Rounds Podcast. There's there's even more that I'm not even thinking of. So make sure you head over to thechairshot.com. Sports, entertainment, and sports entertainment, all right there. I'm PC Tunney. You can follow me at PC Tunney. DPP, he runs one of those wings of podcasting over there on the Chairshot Radio Network. DP, what's going on in your neck of the woods? Well, I am part of the Bandwagon Nerds podcast there. That that's on there at Bandwagon Nerds on Twitter, but mostly uh, follow Winner Is You at Twitter and on Facebook at a Winner Is You. That's the one I host there, where we talk all things video games, and you can find more stuff of video games on thechairshot.com about you know video game reviews. I know AJ has done one as well, so uh, AJ, you know they can find you all over the place on on thechairshot.com actually. Yes, they can. They can find me on Twitter machine at PhenomenalAJB. You can also find me on thechairshot.com doing reviews for wrestling and video game news this Wednesday because Fight TV, holy shit, they need to get their act together, uh, had a United Wrestling Network event where it takes place in the West Coast, but NWA gave their own little bit of help bringing Nick Aldis in a main event against Mike Bennett for the NWA Championship. So you can see my review of that on thechairshot.com. You can find all of us on Twitter. You can find all of us on the Chairshot doing different things, whether it's video gaming or wrestling news. And go ahead and go listen to other podcasts. I know we're so entertaining, but we got other entertaining podcasts. Like Tony said, we got the Badlands. We got Three Man Weave. We got A Winner Is You, Bandwagon Nerds. Pot is war because I know for a fact if I didn't mention that before, I'm going to get killed later by my brother. So go ahead and watch all of that on the Chairshot Radio. You can find that all on thechairshot.com. Before we get out of here, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot. Check it out. Uh, we did it again, episode 245. I'm really interested to see how this fantasy football season between the four of us is going to go. Go ahead. Any any last comments here, here, this, that, or the other? Happy Friday, gentlemen. Happy Friday, indeed. Yeah, go enjoy the weekend. It's beautiful out there right now. I agree. It's really nice. As I know you, all of us can see, but uh, Dan and I are wearing hoodies and jackets and whatnot because it's getting fall weather, and it's so nice. And you're not wearing a hoodie, Tony. Come on. But, yeah, go enjoy the weather. Happy Friday. Go out. Go have a beer on us. And uh, speaking of pro wrestling tees, I know for a fact that we're going to be getting delivery soon. I'm not for, paying uh... for those beers. Those beers are on AJ Belaz. <laughs> go to PayPal. Find <clears> AJ Belaz. AJB. That's just about the end of that. Have yeah, a great go for weekend. It. Yeah. You've been yeah, listening we'll... to another edition. DWI. Yeah, you will see all of those uh, tabs bounced.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.